Hello and welcome to the first ever prologue episode of the brand new Dark Rose Comics podcast. Uh, I'm going to be one of your hosts. My name is Jerry E. and I am joined by my co-host, Victor Young. And we are also joined by our friend John Lamb, who will most likely be producing most of our episodes. So a uh, big thank you to him. Big thank you to John indeed. Uh, yay, we did it. Recording our first. <laughs> yeah, we're here after after here. after so many months and weeks of just talking about it. We we finally pulled the trigger and and I think it's good that that we're starting this. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's gonna be fun. Things gonna be a a good ride. <laughs> so um, uh, Jerry, why don't we uh, why don't we let these people know what we're about? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. So okay. So as as I said earlier, my name is Jerry. I'm from Toronto, and uh, obviously I'm a huge fan of comic books, and. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize this was like an online dating website. You know, I just <laughs> <laughs> just uh, trying to get you get you to know me a little bit. You know, give you the ASL. <laughs> and <laughs> what? Um, so I mean, it's clear from from the the name of our podcast that this is going to be a, a comics discussion, yeah. right? Um, Jerry and I love comics. Uh, when Jerry and I first met, what is it? A year and a half ago now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we we barely knew each other. I was a myth to him, apparently, because <laughs> <laughs> he had heard my names around the circles, but um, around you know, John circles, around actually. John circles, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, thankfully we we were able to sort of connect, and um, we realized that we both had a really deep love for for the whole, for the comics and graphic novels in general, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, the first kind of conversation that we had. I think it was just 30 minutes of us just rifling off. Oh my gosh, have you read this? Have you read this? Yeah, I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> and I think that was the, um, what was that? That was like the tail end of 52. And like, tail end of 52, Rebirth was just about to start. Yeah. 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 I think so. Uh, admittedly, I hadn't kept up with comics for a long time before that. The I was mostly into comics. More so when I was like maybe like 10, 11, 12 ish. That was back when like X Men Evolution was like a TV series. <laughs> I don't know oh, if you guys right, re- right, right. I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, that was a TV show that I enjoyed a lot. I actually collected um, there. I think it was like a ten or eleven issue run that they had, uh, and that was also when um, the f- the first Spider Man movie came out with Tobey Maguire, and uh, Marvel had released sort of like a like a graphic novel accompaniment to it and right, yeah. I started co- collecting from there but yeah I, I didn't keep up much with much of 52 in all honesty uh, I sort of jumped back into it with fit with the rebirth yeah and even then for me rebirth is was sort of like on and off because there were just so many titles that came yeah. out with rebirth yeah. right but rebirth did a good job with trying to sort of bring the the, the main stuff back the main important stuff yeah. back and bring everything back to its roots. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to tell you the truth, I know you didn't miss much with 52. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's some good stuff. There's yeah. like the Batman. There's, well, there's Green all of Jeff Johns stuff, all of Jeff Johns stuff. Aquaman yeah. really got revitalized in that. In yeah. 52, but really, yeah, you didn't miss, you didn't miss a whole lot. He, of, he, of that. Aquaman got revived by 52, but I, I think he became really popular with the justice league movie that just came out. I think so, like but it's super, a very different. It's a different Aquaman portrayal of that character. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about like 
like the typical Arthur Curry. It's like some blonde guy, <laughs> super jack blonde guy, <laughs> super jack blonde guy in like golden scale shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we're getting uh, Jason Momoa, who is this like this absolute dude, bro, Jack, like <laughs> long haired, like surfer dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time they asked him for the role of Aquaman if he could swim, and he's like, "Dude, I'm from Hawaii, man." <laughs> 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 but yeah, I I think he became really popularized with with, with that iteration. Yeah, and um, we'll just we'll just have to see if they if they sort of ride that hype train um, into the comics. I think so. Yeah, I don't think they're going to really bring that look into the comics. No, I, I do so know either. right now yeah. with the current Aquaman, yeah. the Rebirth Aquaman, um, especially uh, after the artist change yeah. with the anniversary issue. They brought back the long hair and the beard. Yeah. So that's there. But he's, but still, he's still, still blonde. blonde guy. He's still blonde, yeah. <laughs> but he, he's more like rough looking now, like scruffy looking. Yeah. So it is closer, just yeah. not completely. But the rough direction. look was like, they did that with um, with the Justice League animated series too. Like yeah. Justice League Unlimited, like they did that that look. Yeah. Where he was more rough around the edges. He had a, a hook for a hand. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. The um, <laughs> the hook for the hand, yeah. The, he had that in the comics for a bit too, but uh, when did he have that in the comics? I think it was like a while back. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, now not so much. It, now now is he's just regular person. He has both hands. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not Rick Grimes. <laughs> he's not Rick Grimes in the comics. <laughs> it's an, yeah. it's an, it's unfortunate that they chose not to go that direction in the Walking Dead show, actually. No, it's well that decision actually um, to change it off real quick to yeah. Walking Dead. Uh, Rick Grimes in the comics, yeah. Robert Kirkman had actually said that was one of his biggest regrets, is to take his right hand so early. Oh, why is that? Because it t- it limits the storytelling he can do. Right. It really, right from the moment they chopped off his hand, he was yeah. like, "Oh no, what am I gonna do with this guy?" Because <laughs> he he's an integral part of the story like yeah. the main character yeah so moving forward there was so many things that he could do with the squad and with the team but like he's limited by the fact that he doesn't have the use of his right hand yeah yeah so not a lot of things you can do in fighting zombies <laughs> with just one hand <laughs> exactly yeah and especially with your non-dominant hand yeah so that was actually one thing kirkman I think regretted doing so in the TV show they really decided not to go that route. Well, they all well they also decided not to go that route because it was expensive to do that. Yeah, because like the to to CG Andrew Lincoln's was right hand to not be there. Yeah. I imagine would probably cost a lot of money, oh, especially well, I think, when they're... I don't think they would go CG route. They might just do like a stump. They might just have a oh, think stump, so? right? Yeah. Either think. way, it's expensive. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> It's more expensive than him just leaving his hand there. <laughs> like, oh yeah, being attached. Absolutely, yeah, of but but uh, that's also going to change the story as well, though. Yeah, of course. Right, and I feel like Robert Kirkman, whatever regrets he had with the with the story, mm-hmm. he's going to sort of try and fix with with the with TV the show. show. Yeah, because the TV show, as of now, is going in. Uh, I wouldn't say completely different direction. I think most of the story is still the same, um, but it's the little details that that um, that have changed a lot. Yeah, I think so. Between the two, so yeah, we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another day. That's another day. <laughs> that's another day. Yeah, we don't want to go too deep into <laughs> into the Walking Dead Coral. <laughs> coral. Coral. <laughs> so, you know, you guys are probably wondering, you know, why are we called Dark Rose Comics? Uh, essentially, what we've decided to do uh, with this podcast is uh, we really wanted to bring coffee into the mix, right? I feel, and you know, you guys may or may not agree with me. I feel that when you're reading a good book, it has to be sort of accompanied with a with a good drink, with you a good I mean? beverage, with yeah. a good beverage. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, not just your average beverage. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like coffee was one of those things that I've always wanted to get into. Like I drink coffee every day, right? Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things that I wanted to get into a little bit deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Trying and try and understand the coffee world a bit more. Yeah, and you know, hopefully throughout this process. I'll become a a better coffee drinker. <laughs> <laughs> a connoisseur. A connoisseur, so to speak. Uh, so to sort of segue into that, uh, today uh, we, we, we got our shipment in from the Roasters Pack and uh, we're drinking uh, a coffee called Juan Contreras from Honduras. Uh, we just brewed it. We have not tasted it. We're going to do it now. Okay, all right. Let's take let's do a smell test first. I'm gonna okay. do a little do a little sniff sniff, you know? <laughs> okay. That's okay, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, yeah. I do get um I do feel like I get some sort of like chocolate notes with the smell. Yeah. There's a it's almost like there's like a like a creamy texture, like a creamy smell to it. That's, that's, it's that's, some sort of fruit, but I can't put my finger you on know? it. Yeah, I, I smell. It smells a little fruity, almost like um, almost like a berry sort of. Right? Oh, and by the way, it's not because we we haven't read the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might be wondering, it's like, well, just read the package. It tells you what's on there. But yeah, we wanted to give it a taste test, and we wanted to see if we can actually start hitting those notes, start understanding what they are, and start, I guess educated guess them yeah and then we'll take the information thing that came with it and then we'll see how accurate we got yeah so jerry why don't you start us off take the first sip those intense eyes just (laughs) really want to get those flavors right no Okay, there's that's like three sips already, dude. Like, <laughs> I gotta get it. I gotta get it right. What are you What are you getting so far? Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off. I'm okay, go ahead, easy. go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say chocolate. Chocolate. That's what you're getting. I'm getting chocolate. Okay, a little bit. Anything else you're getting from it? <laughs> <laughs> gotta go in for another sip. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let, let me try then. You we'll, try. You we'll, try. we'll see. We'll see what I can get from this. Hmm. I hadn't noticed this before on my sip. Yeah. Because I can't hear it. Yeah. You know. But I can really hear you. Oh, I'm really, really trying to go, really trying to go deep into this coffee, man. Right? Into this dark abyss. <laughs> right? 
I get a bit of there's like a little bit of like a saltiness to it, mm-hmm. like a a slight bit of saltiness. I I am starting to get those fruit notes that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit of saltiness, maybe like caramel, maybe a caramel. Yeah, I feel like the saltiness or the sort of the berry taste. Um, it could be something more of like um. Like a really obscure berry, like like an acai or goji berries, <laughs> <laughs> like super obscure. Like you know it's a berry, but, but it's, like it's you, nothing you really taste. It's like all a the berry time. With like it's not a straw berry. It's not a raspberry. <laughs> it's just some sort of obscure berry. It's like a. What's another obscure berry? Lingonberry. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a real berry? I think so. Lingonberry. It's that thing that you get like yeah, that's at, at, at IKEA, right? The little, uh, the little sauce thing that you get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's that's all that I'm getting from it from now. I feel like that might change as I keep drinking this. But uh, would is that all the uh, all the observations you've made so far? Some sort of sour berry. You know what? I'm tasting the sour too. Yeah. Like a sour berry. So you're saying something like um like a really like a really bad grape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a it's a it's a it's a caramel with yeah. bad grape <laughs> and lingonberry. All right, let's flip this over and see uh, see if we got this and right. See how far we are. All right, so I'm pretty sure they didn't just give us bad grapes. So tasting notes. Yep. Baked apples. Hey, close with the sour. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm sort of getting it now. Yeah. And that might be um. That might be where you're sort of getting that 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 caramel sort of taste as well. Yeah. Because you're getting like those like baked sugars and stuff. Those, right. those sort of notes, right? Yeah chocolate so you're bang on on that one uh oh, you gave me the idea of chocolate yeah and a, and a nougat nougat i have i have no idea what <laughs> what hold on let's 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 just let's and, just search and, up and a nougat and a nougat let's just search okay. up real quick it's okay so it's like what a nougat is yeah sugar honey roasted nuts um there's like different nuts in it like pistachios yeah. walnuts almonds and whatnot so so nougat is a family of confections Made with sugar or honey, roasted nuts, whipped eggs, and sometimes chopped candied fruit. So there you go. So that's where we were sort of getting those like berry, fruity notes from as well. Right, right, right. Actually, now I come to think of it, I'm pretty sure I've had a nougat. Like I've had like the dessert nougat. I think so. Like it's, it's well, we must have. I'm looking at some of these pictures. I, we must. Yeah, have. we must have. Yeah. I I don't see why we wouldn't have had it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, now that we've epically failed at this coffee tasting, <laughs> don't worry. We're gonna get better at this. We're gonna get better at this. Right. Yeah. This is just the first test. It's just the first time. <laughs> so now that we've epically failed, um, why don't we go a little deeper and tell them what it is about comics that we'll be going into? Uh, I think one of the things that really intrigues me for a comic book is is not so much what happens right in the book. Right. It's the little things that the writers the artists um maybe some of the like the letterers even like right. the, the little hints that they put in there the little messages that they put into these books that really makes you think and really makes you wonder outside of the reading experience um one thing that 
I really noticed with some of the books that I've been reading is that after the book is done, like you put it down and you just sit and you just think. And you really think about what it is they're trying to tell you. Right. And a lot of that helps with the the tying the time between the two issues coming out. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've noticed that with some of the some of the other books, there are books out there where it's just you read it and then you're like, Wow, okay, so that happened. Yeah. And then you kinda just forget about it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stick on your mind. Yeah. Um and I think the comics that I really want to be covering in the show is comics that really makes you think yeah. outside of reading that yeah. really connects you from one book to the other right. that really has that overall theme running throughout the entire series that constantly you know harkens back to the things that are done in the earlier series that um, really just that that really shows you that comics could be a, a much deeper medium than just than just pictures and words and stuff like that yeah absolutely like and i feel like all comics are like that to mm-hmm. an extent right like every i feel like it's every writer's intention dream whatever the case may be to always try to tell a story deeper than the surface level mm-hmm. right it's really easy to read a comic at the surface level right this happens that happens fantastic i'm just gonna go home and do nothing for the rest of my day now right yeah but um you it to really dig deeper into the story i really think is sort of the true beauty and 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 it's a real privilege to be able to do Mm -hmm. right um you know whenever you read a comic there's always going to be some sort of philosophical battle right uh underlying the, the 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 physical battles that happen of course right, right yeah you know things like good versus evil right mm-hmm. like the very easy one or you know what's the concept of of right and wrong right because every every person feels like they're doing the right thing right yeah right but what what helps them justify their actions things like that yeah right like like yeah. like those are the kind of things that i feel like we we're interested in talking a little mm-hmm. bit more about um, and it's really going to help us, um, you know, guide readers and hopefully guide our viewers um, into a direction where, where they can do the same thing and really enjoy the, the comics on a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things, uh, like you were saying, that uh, just not on the surface level, but deeper than just the surface level. Right. Uh, one of the books that came to mind right away was Jeff Johns' Green Lantern Run. Yeah. And really i think for those who for those of you who haven't who haven't read it you should read it it's a really good run but um it finished at the it finished pretty much in the middle of new 52 um he sort of ended the run with 20 issues into new 52 because it it started before that it started years prior to that but one of the things he really reiterated in that series was the idea of the emotional spectrum yep and and that everything that you've seen so far in green lantern really just touched about one emotional strip one part of the emotional spectrum right uh, which is the power of will yeah but as you go on and you're reading this book and it introduces the different parts of the spectrum and that every one of those colors represent a different part of an emotional spectrum the at the end of it i think the message that he's trying to tell you is that really in order to 
to conquer, you have to essentially master and have an understanding of all parts of the emotional spectrum. Yeah. Because then that's how you can sympathize with everyone. Right. That's how you can eventually get everyone together and round everybody together to achieve a common goal. Right. And something like that I think is really interesting because once you finish reading the run and the message really gets put through, that that I think the the payoff rather than just like, oh, he ultimately defeats the bad guy and yeah. punches the bad guy yeah. in the face. Something like that to have that sort of an emotional punch, I think is is really what makes comics as a storytelling medium so great. Yeah. Because there's so many ways to bring that message across. Mm-hmm. And a good com- uh, accumulation story to that idea was Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You've read Blackest Night, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that was, to me, that was such a fantastic storyline. <laughs> uh, Brightest Day, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but Blackest Night was was one of those storylines that really got me back into comic books. Right. Right. Um, just that whole idea of, just like you're saying, like different emotional spectrums working together in order to achieve the common goal, which were to defeat the the Black Lanterns. Yeah. Right. And when you really think about it, mastering each emotion is what makes you a complete human. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like when you like when you look at each of those lanterns and what they can do, like there's no one specific color that you can argue is stronger than the other. Yeah. Right? Like each of them are equally the same, right? It's just a matter of you being able to utilize those emotions in What's what? What would you say is the right word for that? In unison, there you go. Yeah. In unison, yeah. in order to really be uh, a truly complete human being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> I mean, aside from that, the Blackest Night story completely broke open and and expanded the the DC universe like no tomorrow too. Yeah. Right. Because with the like with the expansion of those different emotional spectrums as well it was just like like an entire part of the universe that we never knew about now existed yeah and has now come to light to us yeah 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 for sure because i think before the the weird explanation for why the green lanterns were scared of yellow yeah it's just because they were scared of the color yellow yeah it was it wasn't yeah. a very good <laughs> it wasn't like, really it was, explained at all it would the explanation was almost as good as Ryan Reynolds' fight against Parallax in the Green Lantern movie, <laughs> which is it was that was a horrible fight because <laughs> yeah, was... it was so stupid. Because you had we had Parallax, which was just coming down as this huge yellow monster, and yeah. then he just he just says the uh, the Green Lantern oath, and then the, the defeats the thing. Yeah, like you're like you're like you're kidding me, right? <laughs> like thank god you're deadpool now <laughs> thank but god thank god you're like deadpool on like a second attempt because his first yeah. attempt is deadpool. his first attempt was trash yeah. and he and and the, and he made a reference to that first attempt too in the yeah. movie yeah, when yeah. he had the doll of of himself from um from the uh, x-men origins film yeah right um but yeah like but yeah that that's i mean that's exactly what you're talking about which is that that's what separates i think different storytelling methods and I yeah. think comics now like modern comics are yeah. really going to 
going into that type of storytelling, which is amazing. They go deeper. Yeah. They have these subliminal messages. Yeah. And they really try to tell a theme. Yeah. And that's that's what's really attracted me to comics. Yeah. Um, and the the one thing is before where yeah, like Green Lanterns were always just scared of yellow. Yeah. But then it wasn't until this run where you start thinking about why, and it's mm-hmm. because of the idea that yellow yellow in the spectrum represents fear right in in you know in the green lantern universe yeah so they're powered by willpower but they're just sort of they they can't control and they can't overpower things with their willpower if if it's just you know if they're you know being taken over by fear yeah and i think that really is what brings green lantern storytelling and green lantern mythos to like the next level yeah mm-hmm and what um what makes that the whole mythos so good to me as well is that you know it just doesn't involve the lanterns yeah you know what i mean like especially in the blackest night storyline we're gonna i'm gonna refer back to it again you had all these different superheroes that became sort of like the 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 champions of of the their respective um uh their respective uh emotional spectrum like say for example Yet the Flash, mm-hmm. and he became uh, the Blue Lantern Flash. Yeah, I completely fanboyed when I saw that. By the way, <laughs> it was like it was like one of the greatest things I'd ever he seen. He became the champion of hope. He's a champion of yeah. hope, exactly. And then when he said that one line, um, which it, it really slipping my my memory now, but it, it went it went something along the lines of, um, uh, have no fear, like there's always hope mm-hmm. and, it, and it was such a I, I have to look back in it and look at what the exact line was but it was something along those lines and it was such a powerful message right because you in 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 that blackest night storyline what they were facing it was it had so much despair but you had a character like the flash come in and sort of rejuvenate and and you know sounds cliche but bring hope to the to the heroes to to keep fighting yeah right um and that was that was one one of the most powerful moments for me um in that series right yeah and i think um wonder woman became um she be- star sapphire right yeah she became yeah. a star sapphire yeah 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 and uh i can't remember do you remember who became the Red Lantern? I know. Uh, I remember. I remember. Uh, Scarecrow became uh, the, the Yellow Lantern. Yeah. For, for fear. For fear. And then Lex Luthor became the Orange Lantern. For, for avarice. For avarice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There were, and then they have the Red Lanterns. And. Well, Green Lantern. The Green Lantern was obviously Hal Jordan, but. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was, but. Yeah. Right now, I can't remember. I think oh, it was it was, oh, it was Mira. 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 It was Mira. Yeah. 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 And now I remember. Now right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a really good book. Yeah. And I will always refer back to that series, as, one of my all time favorites. Yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. And now that we, we're starting this, so many of those things are coming back to me and now we can sort of go back and and and, re- and we can them. revisit yeah. a lot of those books and, but that's too, yeah. also what makes comics so great yeah. right? is that you know you can read it once 
at face value and it'll still be fantastic mm-hmm. right but then you can go back read it again from a different perspective mm-hmm. or with a different mindset mindset and all of a sudden it's 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 like a different story yeah to it you takes now. on a whole new meaning yeah, yeah for sure um do you are there any sort of books that now that i'm saying that that you sort of want to revisit and, and go over again i think one of one of the books i want to go back and touch on is brian k vaughn's why the last man okay yeah 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 um that book yeah that whole run is mm-hmm. so amazing and even his i mean his current stuff is amazing too saga that's yeah. really good too but i think why the last man for me really really brought that to the next level and yeah it really brought just solid storytelling mm-hmm. for me yeah because yeah. i sometimes you know obviously you read a lot of comics and sometimes they're just you read them they're fun they're good and then they just you finish them yeah uh, but for for a book like that for a book like why the last man that was something that really stuck in my mind and it's still stick in my mind now yeah um and that's why like now i would even bring it up because it's just so good yeah 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 i think one title that i would like to revisit in case you guys don't know i'm a huge flash fan yeah uh, but uh <laughs> one of the stories i would definitely like to uh, sort of revisit is uh flash rebirth okay yeah yeah like that that six issue run mm-hmm. at face value was really was really cool one, mm-hmm. one of the one of the better flash storylines in my opinion because all of a sudden you're looking at because this was when 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 Barry Allen comes back yeah right because for the whole time before it was it was it was, it was Wally West, West right yeah. and this is the first time Barry Allen is coming back from Final Crisis mm-hmm. right so um, I definitely want to revisit that storyline and and sort of go over Barry Allen's character in this yeah. six issue series because this is the first time that you're seeing a more vulnerable Barry Allen. Yeah. Right? Like he's fast, he's the Flash, but he's also facing a, a multitude of other issues uh, throughout this story that we can definitely take a deeper look at. Mm-hmm. Right? An example would be him trying to get away from the Black Flash. Yeah. Right? Death. Right? Like that's a huge thing that we can definitely talk about. Yeah. Right? So, multitude of things. Um, and even just like the ramifications of what that had moving forward because right now the current flash the the the, the dominant flash in the storyline is barry allen still. yeah so that really sort of brought back what would be considered mainstream stuff now right right because yeah. without that it would still be you know wally west which still great because wally west is a great wally west is a good flash but yeah. um we can sort of go over the what that meant from at that time and what that means now years later yeah uh, what that still means to the comics industry yeah to still have barry allen as a front runner yeah and yeah so many different things that you can go with the flash i mean there was also that uh, a, a period of time where wally west questioned if he could even be as good of a flash as barry allen yeah right so there's there's definitely a multitude of things that we could get into with the flash but again like that's just that's just how good and how overlooked some of these writers are right mm. like we know we know good writers we know you know uh tom king uh jeff john jeff scott john, snyder, scott snyder 
yeah. uh, who is another writer that we definitely want to try and get more into yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, and just for our viewers, next week we'll be starting our uh, in-depth analysis of um, Dark Knight's Metal, mm-hmm. uh, the first half, so issues one to three. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be definitely a, a fun topic, and and you should definitely come back and tune in for that. Um, but look at we can look at some of uh, Scott Snyder's and and Greg Capullo's earlier work in the in the New Fifty Two Batman, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because that was that was those were some dark stories. <laughs> those are really dark stories. Yeah. Um, Death in the Family. When I read that, I was just like, how do these guys come up with this stuff? Yeah, the stuff that they were writing, I was like, you have to be like clinically insane to come up with the stuff that Joker was doing in this one. Yeah, but and again, that's that's that. I think that story is gonna pretty much be an episode on its own. Absolutely, because yeah, just at face value, what that what a lot of people thought that story was going to be about. Yeah, and then really them twisting it and yeah. just sort of turning it into something very different. Yeah, and yeah, that 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 story blew me away. Right, I absolutely love that story. Yeah. It was it was it's a it was a good story. It was definitely one of the one of the best stories to come out of New Fifty Two. Yeah, um, it was the culmination of what was the best of New Fifty Two, but I also think it was the culmination of what was wrong with the New Fifty Two as well. Yeah, right. Um, but again, that's a discussion that we're probably gonna have to have another time. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, yeah. Again, this is just a prologue episode, so we're running a little bit low right now. Um, but definitely should should keep that in mind for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that about covers it. I think that about covers what sort of what we'll be, moved, we'll be doing moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope everybody um, will enjoy what we do. And I, and I do hope that you'll come back and tune into our future episodes. Uh, we can promise you that it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be engaging. It's going to be uh, so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I just hope everybody will enjoy what we do and like what we do. Absolutely. Um, again, tune in next week for our uh, first half uh, in-depth analysis of Dark Knight's Metal. Um, that's going to be a fun ride. Uh, I've certainly had a lot of fun um, rereading and analyzing it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned. All right. Thank you. Uh, So that about wraps it up. Uh, Until next week. Take care. Bye.